And hello, everybody. It is the Beyond Conversation radio show with Adrian and Tom Chanel. How are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm changing the name, starting pretty quick because I'm sick of the other name of the radio show. But it's at the top of the thing called the Network Marketing Leadership Show. But I feel too pigeonholed there, so I've been looking for feedback on what to rename us. And we have got a show and a half for you today. And it is Beyond Conversation because here's what happened to me. I wanted Les Brown on my show so badly. And I, I knew this woman named Babette, and I couldn't get her to call me back. And I finally got a wedge into this woman who I had no idea existed, who scared me out of my wits because of her long name. Dr. Valerie, spelled wrong. Parker, Pagan. I'm going, who is this woman? She's going to just intimidate me out of my wits, out of my wits. And so she did. So I call her on the phone. I could not believe how eloquent and how powerful and how giving and caring she was. So I said, heck with Les Brown. I want to know about you. And she about swallowed her cigar and started telling me about herself. And Adrian, the rest is history. She is amazing. As after you read everything, you said the same thing, right? I did. Valerie, can you hear us right now? We just got I a message. I can hear Austin. you. I can hear you very well. She cannot. She can't, I she can cannot. hear Yes, I can hear you. Okay, we're going to figure this out real quick for coming in. Don't move, everybody. We set? Can you hear us, Valerie? Yes. Can you hear me? We can hear you. All right. I don't okay. know what kind of. Uh, I heard everything. I don't know well, who you were no. talking about, but I heard everything. That makes me extremely happy. So here's the deal, young lady. You are a rock star. Adrian and I are massively pumped to have you on because in your own right, you have accomplished so much from a 19 year domestic violence, really rough marriage. She got out of that, walked into homeless homelessness, fought her way out of that and gave her life back to change in the world for other women in the same boat. And I am telling you, we're going to put some websites up for you and we are here to play it so big with you because I'm telling you women everywhere of every color of every walk of life are in the same boat at some point. And as Valerie has made a mission of helping them and we love her. So back to you, buddy. So say something. Yeah. Valerie, it's, I, I just echo everything my dad had to say and, We've, we have been friends and fans and huge believers in what Les has done for so many years. And to see the role that you play in helping him to do what he does and then to get to learn about the mission that you have in your own right and all the things and all of the causes and the impact that you're creating in the world is inspiring to say the least. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. How did you I do it? I mean, how did you dig yourself out of that hole and become this woman of power that you are? Well, you know, first of all, I wound up being homeless, as you said. And then um, a few months after I was able to get back on my feet, get my own place, I went to see this man my cousin Deborah told me about called Les Brown. And she was like, you know, Les Brown, he was married to Gladys Knight. I said, I don't know who that is. She said, he's a motivational speaker. I said, a what? 
She said, a motivational speaker. I said, I don't know who that, what that means or anything, but I want to see who was married to Gladys Knight that you want to see. So I went with her to hear him speak. And I tell you, I was mesmerized. I mean, he's so charismatic and so real. And it just seems like when he was speaking, the insides of me just caught on fire. I was so ecstatic about the words that were coming out of his mouth. I was like, wow, I want to know more because I had never heard of motivational speaking. So after he finished speaking, he said to he said to the audience, you know, I want everybody's business card. So I gave him my business card. And at the time, my business card had a nice little red rose on it. And I walked away. He was like, hey, who gave me this card with the rose on it? And I was like, me i did and he was like well what do you do i said i do marketing uh with churches and he says well what does that mean i said well it's gonna be a minute for me to tell you my story we don't have time but i do marketing for churches he says well i want to get into those churches i said you don't want to get into the churches because the backstory of that was i was married to a pastor for 19 years and so I said, you didn't want to be in there with those people in the church because I thought that was all hypocrites. And, you know, because I was going through the situation and they didn't see or know that I was going through it. And, and my husband was very charismatic, an elegant speaker. I mean, you know, T.D. Jakes didn't have nothing on him. That's just how good he was. So I said, you don't want to get in that. He was like, yeah, I do. So he said, I'm going to give you a call. I said, yeah, OK, right. Lo and behold, a couple hours later, he gave me a call. And he says, I want to know more about your story. And I was like, well, I don't really want to talk about my story. And he was like, why not? I said, because I just don't want to deal with it. I'm trying to go forward. And then he just kept on, kept on. And then he says, well, tell me what you do with the churches. And I said, well, um, I was in the entertainment field. Um, I, I always was into networking. So I said that um, I bought different events to churches, conferences, et cetera. And I said I was connected with TBN so I could get people on TBN. And he was like, yeah, I want to do that. And I said, OK, if you insist. So I started making the different connections and got him on TBN. And then he started getting calls for speaking engagements that way. And he was like, I want you to represent me. And I was like, represent you doing what? You're a motivational speaker. And I think everybody kind of knows who you were except for me. And he was like, no, but I need to get into the Christian arena. I said, you want to get into Christian arena? He was like, yes. He said, you know, a lot of preachers preach the message of Jesus and I want to preach the message that Jesus preached because he said, you know, he, his message was to the masses and he is, was the greatest motivator of all time. And I said, oh, okay. So I got him into a couple of churches and stuff and the rest is history. We've been friends for like 27 years now. Wow. Uh-oh. We got a little feedback. It seems like, uh, why don't Valerie, if you'll mute yourself for a second, I want to see if we can figure out if that's on our side or your side. Okay. So let's just see how we're doing here once she gets herself muted. It looks like it might have taken care of itself. So we may be okay. May, just would you stop shouting? That was very loud. What was that all about? It worked out perfect. <laughs> yeah, I talked too loud. Uh, okay. All right. 
We're going to figure this. Okay, so we got it all figured out. And so here's the deal, everybody. I want you to listen to her because I know that so many people are trapped in a prison and it might not be you, but there's a lot of people that are in that boat and they're trying to break out of it, especially in this COVID deal. And somebody like Valerie is a voice for everybody. She's got an unbelievable foundation that we're going to talk about in the after the break. But I want you to think about where you're standing right now and how you can get out of that situation and to the other side of it. She's not specific to network marketing or home-based business. She's about changing the lives of female people, especially human beings all over this planet. She got a PhD. She's gotten more accolades, became a life coach, done all this stuff only to help people. That's what you, that's what you're all about, right? Valerie is just help, 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 help. Absolutely. Because knowledge is power. That's exactly it. Knowledge is power. The more you know, the, the more you know and equip yourself to do, the more independent you will become. So I'm, I'm absolutely happy about the networking and, and management things that you have going on. That's fantastic. And so if people want to check out what you're up to and the causes that you're involved in, Valerie, where's the best place for them to go and connect with you? Well, I have a website called from the soul of a woman.com. That's from the soul of a woman.com. That's how they can find out all the information they need to about me and the different things that I do in the community as well. And what are some of the things that you're currently involved in, in the community? Well, right now, as uh, for my foundation, of course, I give um, information regarding domestic violence. You know, one of the things that I find interesting is people don't associate bullying with domestic violence. And domestic violence is when you're bringing harm to an individual or you're doing something against the will of that individual, that's domestic violence. Domestic violence is also mental abuse. You know, there's a lot of mental illness. And do you know a lot of people who've been through domestic violence or bullying have PSSD? They, they suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder. And they don't realize what it is because they're living and, and not, um, they're existing and not living. So they don't associate the reasons why they have emotional stresses going on is because different traumas that they've experienced, not only from their childhood, but from their present lifestyle. It, it's so true. And it, that rabbit hole goes so deep. And Very maybe deep. on the other side of the break, we can, we can go more into this because I, I've got to think that with everything that has happened with COVID and quarantine and all these things over the last 18, 24 months, that, the the need and the importance of this has only gotten greater. So let's we'll talk. I, that's a big topic. So maybe we can talk more about that after the break. But you know, I, I was just speaking to a friend today who is a victim of exactly what you talked about just there. That it's you know so often it's not you know it it is too often physical, but there's so many other forms of domestic abuse, and they can be just as damaging. And maybe they can be even harder to get out of because Worse. the stories that a woman might tell herself about that it's, you know, she should put up with it or it, maybe it'll go away or whatever it is. And it's so damaging to the woman, to the children, to, to so many people that are trapped in these kinds of situations. And so the work that you are doing with this foundation is really, really important stuff. Indeed. And I think what we need to do is get to 
what somebody living in that situation is supposed to do. Because there's two components to it. One of it is actually figuring out out of denial that you're in that jackpot. And the second one is how the heck to get out. Do you call, obviously, from the soul of a woman.com or what do you do to get some help and get some advice to get to a safe place for you and your kids? Because it is a prison. And you talked about your husband, the previous husband, not Hagen, being so charismatic and all those things. And no one could believe it. And Couldn't no one stood up for you. And here we are in this situation. And what do we do? So we're going to take a break. This is the Genesis Communication Network. Adrian and I are so thrilled with Ted Anderson for keeping us on the air for all these years, over a decade now, every wow. week, year in, year out, show in, show out from the kindness of his heart. So please stick around, listen to his commercials, and we'll be back right after this on the Network Marketing Leadership Show. Not bad, Mr. Radio Host. Thank you very much, Adrian. <laughs> all right. This is a great, great show. Hey, Valerie, while we're on the break, can you see if there's anything? I, I'm pretty confident that the feedback that we're getting is coming off of your side of things. Is there anything you can think of that maybe the audio is turned up too loud or something might be creating feedback on your side? We're, uh, we do not hear you right now. Oh, yeah, that's I, had, I had muted myself while you so were doing low. that, so... Edit. Hmm. Um, there we go. We got audio on you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, so can you hear me better now? You sound good, and but we're still getting feedback when we talk. Hmm. Then that means it's you. Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the heck the deal is. It doesn't. Yeah. Is it nerve-wracking to the audience? Oh, um, because I don't hear the feedback from your end when you're talking. Okay. Okay, good. Well, hopefully, Julie, if you're watching, still let us know if you're getting feedback when we're speaking on the back end. Because if it's just us, then then we don't care. We just want to make sure it sounds okay for everybody else. Um, but, so we're, we're, we're hearing a break on the commercial we're talking about the sponsors of the show, Contact Mapping. And, I, you know, Valerie, one of the questions I have for you is thinking about women who are, you know, maybe going through a struggle, going through a tough situation. How important is it to be connected into a community of other people where you've, you've got some support and you've got some people that you know you can trust to reach out to? Well, it's very important. Unfortunately, when you're going through a situation like that, it's so humiliating that you don't want anyone to know. Like I said, we pastored a church. My husband was in ministry and nobody knew. That's wow. such, a, such an isolating situation. Well, I'll tell you, scary stuff. And what I want to, what we got to get across to everybody is that ignoring it only makes it worse. And they don't normally change. It just gets worse and it's okay for a minute. And then it's terrible right after that. And we want to stop that insanity for people if we can. That's well, you know, one of the things is, one of the things of the abuser is to make you think that you're crazy. That everybody, yeah. that, that you're the only one, that's the problem. 
And that's how it started with me. See what you made me do? This is what they would say. See what you made me do? And you're like, okay, whatever it is I did, I'm scrambling trying to figure out what I did and not to do it again because I didn't want the abuse to start again. And that's how it becomes so traumatic mentally because you're constantly trying to be in the front of it right, to right. prevent it from happening again. Yep, there's no doubt about it. And then when they... Then they isolate you from your family, from your friends. That's the main thing they do. And of course, if you're being isolated, well, who do you go to and who do you tell? Yeah. yeah. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna shift gears. We're gonna come back to the the main part of the show here in just a second. So uh, in the meantime, for those of you watching on Facebook, go check out contactmapping.com/app. Check out how what we're doing helps you to be more connected. And we're just going to do a quick silent. Welcome back to the Beyond Conversation show with Adrian and Tom Chenault or the Network Marketing Leadership Show. I am floating a new name by you guys to see how you like it because we're so much more inside of our sponsor, Contact Mapping, than Network Marketing. Not that it's different, not that it's bad. It's just that literally every human being on this planet needs to remember people more, document those conversations and be better human beings. And it goes right inside of the show that we've got today with Valerie Parker Hagen, who is an incredible, incredible woman. I fell in love with her. I want you to tell me about From the Soul of a Woman. What's that foundation all about, Dr. Parker Hagen? Well, it's bringing awareness to domestic violence in children in single parent homes. And why I came up with the foundation is because when I was going through my situation and I wanted to get out, I didn't know how. I didn't know what I needed to do, what things I needed to be in place. I just knew I needed to get out because it wasn't being talked about. And then in the church community, it wasn't supposed to be happening, but it was. So I found myself between a rock and a hard place. And then when I tried to get help, you know, Salvation Army, they want to separate. I have two boys and two girls, so they want to separate you. And I didn't want my children to go through that. So we wind up being homeless and a friend allowed us to stay in her detached garage because there was no room in her home. And she was like, I can't have you and the kids out in a car nowhere. So... Um, you can stay in the garage. And we took the mattress that I had from our home and five of us slept on that mattress. And I did that for three months until I could pull myself together. And I got this little hoopty car, this Dodge Omni that I bought for $500. Uh, A friend of mine had given me $900 to help me move. And it wasn't enough to get into a place, but I needed transportation so I could get a job. So I had $900 and the car was selling for $900. The guy felt so bad when I told him that I was in a bad situation and he saw my little kids because they were, you know, uh, eight, nine, 10 and 12 at the time. So he saw us and he was like, oh, I can't take your money. So he gave me the, uh, he gave me uh, $400 back and he said, you're going to need some insurance and you're going to need some gas. So I want to spend $500 for that car. Now that car 
it ran good, but it didn't look good. It was all rusted out, white on the outside. And inside, under the driver's seat, what I was driving, you could actually see the highway. <laughs> but it got me from point A to point B. Now, I was used to driving pretty decent cars. We I was in a four-bedroom home and stuff. But I was willing to walk away and leave it all just for the sanity of it all. I didn't know what I was going to do, where I was going to go. But as I said, when we tried Salvation Army and these different organizations, there was no place to go that would keep us together. Everything was full. And I couldn't believe that there were people actually going through situations like I was. So what the foundation does is individuals in that situation, because like I said, one of the things that the abuser does is isolates you from your family. So when you're isolated, you have no, you know, when they you're isolated, they control the money. They control your friends, basically, because they say you can't have any. And the ones you can have is this friends, too. And of course, they like him better. So uh, of so it, it was a really different, difficult situation. So we help to an exit strategy. Like if you got to get out of a situation immediately, OK, we can put you up in a hotel for a couple of nights. And most of the time they're abusing you because your family is out of state. If you're really ready to leave that situation, we'll buy your airline tickets to send you back to your family. Because the other thing, Tom is, and Adrian is, what happens is people say they want out of that situation, but it's only for that moment. Yeah. So yeah. we go through steps to make sure they actually really want to leave because, you know, we could buy tickets, put you up in hotels, and they'll call their abuser and say, I'm at this hotel, come on over. And then they go right back. So we have to have some strategies and some benchmarks in place to assure, you know, educating that individual because you can't see the picture when you're in the frame. You can't say, I don't know how she can go through that. I don't know how I went through it for 19 years, but I stayed because I didn't know that there was any other option. But the but the abuse got so great mentally and emotionally that I didn't care what tomorrow held. I just knew I needed to get out today. So that's why we bring awareness. And the other re thing I do is, you know, when it's time for back to school and holidays, you know, I give out to the community to help with that situation because I have four kids and it was hard buying school supplies. Yeah. And yeah. Christmas, it was hard to, you know, just to, you know, you say, well, the kids want this and want that. Well, mines were happy if they got a Barbie doll and a little in those little G.I. Joes in the pack with those little different yeah. action yeah. figures. They were now happy. We so we got to take a little break here. This is the Network Marketing Leadership Show with Tom Chenault, Adrian Chenault, and Dr. Valerie Parker Hagan. Stick around. Okay. All right. That was a, that's the the toughest segment because it's so dang short. So thanks for rolling with yeah, us. Yeah, I was we like, no. Yeah, you did a great job on it. Yeah, yeah. So we got a, a a good break here, and then we got a nice long segment, and we'll we'll go and and dig in a little bit here. So, Dad, I you know we've been getting we rolled out this new thing called a digital business card with contact mapping, Dr. Valerie. And what it allows you to do is to be able to, to have this presence out there in the world, to be able to, you know, put yourself out there in, in this beautiful way, really simple, and to be able to put yourself immediately into somebody's phone. And what's so cool about it is that number one, it's free. 
And so, you know, there's a lot of things that are out there like that, but they usually cost money. And what we have done is given people in network marketing, people who are business owners, people who are trying to put themselves out there, maybe going to networking events or whatever, you have this sort of awkward moment where you're trying to kind of go, you know, okay, I'll text you or you text me or what are we doing here? And instead it's allowing you to go and say, Hey, this is who I am. You can even create a, a, a really cool QR code where people can scan it on your phone and, and insert themselves. You can insert yourself into their phone and then they can send you their contact info back. And it's been a ton of fun. People are going crazy for it. Well, I put my QR code up on my wall this morning and I got about 27 different people that hit that and sent me a text message today. And I don't know jack about QR codes, but apparently everybody else does because they're going in restaurants and ordering food. So they just fired that baby up. And the next thing you know, I'm in their phone and they're sending me text messages. So that's a minor miracle. And what I want to talk about a little bit is contact mapping again, because I know so many people that are in unbelievable prisons around their marriages and scared to death and scared for the kids. And it is so nice for me to have a phone in my phone and have this woman in my phone, because I know I've got a lifeline there. But if I didn't keep notes on everybody and I didn't keep everybody in my phone and here comes this problem and I'm standing back going, thinking, trying to think of who it is instead of having all those hashtags and all that information in the 15,000 people in my phone that I can just put hashtag domestic violence or hashtag anything. I promise you up pops Valerie and I can go to her and she can direct me to where the help is. All you want to do is be the best tour guide on the planet and you're going to win your life in every area. Would you agree? Yeah, that's exactly right. You want you know, Tony Robbins says this, right? We don't, we don't lack resources. We lack resourcefulness. And so you now know an expert in the field of helping women out of domestic abuse. Her name is Dr. Valerie Parker Hagen. You now know somebody who's an expert in helping people deal with alcoholism and addiction. His name's Tom Chenault. You now know a guy who can tell you where to find glasses. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't have any, I don't have any deep, powerful skills that I can help people. <laughs> you know somebody who can help people with everything in your life. But if you don't have a way to index that and define those people, you find yourself in this situation where you're going, who was it that was talking to me about that XYZ thing? And that's the worst possible place to be because it means that you are not able to actually be helpful to that person. You haven't been able to contribute to their life and you're living your life in this way that is overlooking what is really your most valuable resources which is your connections to other people and your ability to bring people together. That's a huge value add that anyone can offer, no matter how much money you make, no matter how, you know, whether you've got a GED or a PhD, wherever you are in that process, it doesn't matter because you aren't just, you're more than the sum of your skills. You are the sum of your connections. And that is what we help you to Ooh, do. I like that line. That's what we enable you to do. I liked it too. Yeah, that was <laughs> and, nice. Uh, and so that's that's what it's all about. And so you really got to go and check out contactmapping.com slash app and go and download the contact mapping app for free. See what we're talking about because it's a layer on top of everything that you do. It's a layer on top of all of your connections that helps you to remember people's stories, helps you to be able to track back to what they told you, what their kids' names are, what's important about them, what's important to them, and to be that connector 
in that center of your sphere of influence. So go check out contactmapping.com slash app. And we're going to take a really quick pause and we're coming back to the show. And we're back. It's the Network Marketing Leadership Show with Adrian Chenault, Tom Chenault, and we've got Dr. Valerie Parker Hagen with us. And I am telling you, I love this woman. From the second I saw her, I was actually more excited about having her on the show than Les Brown. And why was that? I could feel, you know, Les Brown, everybody knows. I am telling you, I could feel her heart. She was genuine. She was powerful. So I immediately Googled her because I knew something was going on here. And all of a sudden I read her story and her and her four beautiful children and, and going out there and finding a powerful life after being homeless. That's all of us. And every one of us want that kind of break in our life, but we got to make that break. We cannot sit there and wait for it to happen. Otherwise somebody's going to get hurt. And she has dedicated her life to something called from the soul of a woman.com. And you need to go to that website and take a look at it, especially if you know somebody in the popcorn popper. And quite frankly, we all know somebody that's in that popcorn popper that's looking for a way to get out and we got to help them, right, Paco? Yeah, no, it's so it's yeah. so important. And Dr. Valerie, we, we touched on this earlier in the show. I believe, and I'm, I'm curious if, if you've seen research on this or, or just from your own experience, this has to be one of the most critical times ever for helping women because they've been they've been that much more isolated because everybody's been isolated. They've been trapped in these situations and we got to help them to get out. Oh, absolutely. This time, because guess what? When we were under house arrest because of COVID, they were in house arrest with their abuser. Now it's one thing to be in a home with an abuser that goes out to work every day. But imagine him there 24 hours a day with you and you on pins and needles. Now, I want to also elaborate on the fact that it's not only women that are physically, mentally, and emotionally abused. There are men that are abused as well. There's one in three women are victims of domestic violence and one in eight men are victims of domestic violence. And you, we cannot forget the children. The children, I mean... They have both parents doing domestic violence on them mentally, physically, and emotionally. I I was in a, a grocery store last month. My, my husband and I, we were walking in there. And this young girl had like, a, I guess the girl must have been about three or four years old. And then there was like a six-year-old boy. And... She was dragging and snatching that little girl and calling her all kind of names and stuff and then telling the boys, shut up. And I mean, I just was so appalled. I started to say something. My husband was like, baby, baby, don't get don't get involved. And I'm like, but this is that. And then I had to think about it. OK, if I got involved, then what was I going to do with those children? You know, because they would have definitely been taken away from their parent because there aren't enough resources. You know, Tom, there's a lot of grassroots organizations like my, my own from the soul of a woman dot com. But we don't have the resources to do what really needs to be done to actually address the issue mentally and emotionally, because that young girl was stressed out for her to put that on her children. So something was going on with her. So she needed to embrace a larger vision of herself to know that, you know, her life was worth it. 
evidently she got pregnant before time and has these children. And so she's a child raising a child. And that presents a problem in itself. So not only are there women being abused, but men and children every single day, every single minute, someone is being abused. And we have to address this issue. And being locked away in these situations with an abuser is not a good thing. I funny uh, my wife went to get pumpkins today. And as she got the pumpkins, there was a car next to her and the cutest little family you ever saw. And she started chatting up the mom and the dad got out of the car and she could feel the evil and the anger in this guy. And he snapped at the wife and then he snapped at the kids and Denise was taken aback. And she goes, what am I supposed to do here? Am I supposed to say something? Am I supposed to stand back? I mean, she was really flummoxed by the deal because she didn't know what to do, but there was clearly something going on there. What do you do? Do you call the people or do you just pray like crazy? And what, I don't even know what I would have done. Well, if she would have, if this young woman, if I would have seen her hit those kids, I would have alerted the police because we were in a grocery store and there was uh, police at the door. I would have alerted them but she was just verbally abusive to yeah. them. Um, and in situations where you actually see them hitting and you can hear it from through the walls, call the police. Okay. Call the police, you know, because a lot of times a woman or a man that's being abused or a child, they don't have the strength or the wherewithal to call police because, you know, when you with me, I was like, if I call the police, what am I going to do? Because one of the things my abuser did was was try was tore me down from the inside out. He was like, "What are you going to do with those four kids? Nobody's going to want you with those four kids." And then when he left, he's like, "No one will ever know your name." And you know, it was constantly nitpicking and dragging. Well, I you know, my first book from the soul of a woman, love shouldn't hurt. I sold over ten thousand copies, so I know at least that many people know my name. That's exciting. But so that's one of the things they do make you feel like you're nobody and that you don't count. Not those of you that listen to me, you're more than you can ever imagine. You know, a lot of times you try and figure out how I'm going to do this and how am I going to do that? I didn't know how I was going to do anything, but my why was greater than my how. And my why was because I needed to protect my children. Yeah. And so... How do you think about the other sort of community resources around helping? So one part of it is the resources and the sort of infrastructure to get someone out of the situation that they're in. How does the community come around and support beyond just that moment of kind of getting free of an abuser? Well, one of the things I, you know, actually work with is the churches to be more aware of what's going on. Because here I was, I was a pastor's wife in the church and nobody knew what was going on. So bringing awareness to the Christian community that this actually exists, you know, we can't be like tiptoeing through the tubeless, like everything is all fine and dandy and that we'll fly to floating on clouds of righteousness. No, that's not the case. There are people that are going through really hard, times mentally and emotionally and they don't know how to get out they don't feel 
that they have a safe place to communicate. You know, you say, what do you do when you're in a situation? Tell somebody and, you know, keep telling somebody until somebody listens. And you say, well, I don't want everybody knowing my business. I don't want everybody talking about me. Well, you have to use righteous judgment to talk to someone in confidence that you feel that won't disclose your information, just talk about it and do nothing. So make sure you're connecting with the right people. And there is a domestic violence hotline, 1-800-799-SAFE, which is 7233 is the uh, call numbers. But there is a national hotline that you can call 24 hours a day to get help. And they will guide you to those um, um, communities in within the neighborhood that will address the domestic violence situation. And also they have a larger, um, a larger foundation of showing you where to go to get help. They can, you know, put it, tap it into a computer and say, there's a, a there's an opening here where you can go. There are safe houses that are undisclosed that, you know, the network has that I personally don't have. I know of some places but they have a larger network that they can direct you to. So call that national 1-800-799-SAFE to get some help. We believe that. And most of us are standing in the space of, I hope that never happens to us, but it probably will. And I'm thinking about my wife in that parking lot. So she gets mad at the guy and starts yelling at the guy. Mm. Yeah, yells at her, yells at my wife and they de-escalate. What happens is then he gets back again at the, at the person in the car and he takes it out, his anger at my wife for intervening on the wife and the kids again. So it's a tricky, tricky deal. So all of us need to be really, really careful. And just, if you see somebody being abused, call the cops. But at the end of the day, try to try not to let these things get wheel out of hand because somebody's gonna get hurt and the name of the game is trying to prevent that from happening on anybody. And you know, we did this show today because people have been locked in the houses for years. I mean, it has been too long for this COVID and people are feeling really, really, really closed in and striking out from closed in is really, really easy to do because you got no other outlet for it. So we wanted to do this show. And when we when we met her through Les Brown, we knew she was the real deal and that this show was important. You know, we're doing another one on trafficking because we have got to keep children and people safe no matter what. And that's why we did this show today. Thank you so much for that, Tom. No, it is very you. much needed. Yeah. yeah. And, and Adrian, you know, I applaud the work you're doing on the uh, networking with the mapping because that is well needed. I know for myself, you know, if somebody calls me and I can use that program to say, see who's in that state that can probably help them and save their lives. So it is an excellent tool to have, regardless of your situation. There you go. Yeah, it's it's so it's so important. And I think back to your point of isolation, you know, the the more isolated the that you feel, the less empowered you are. And and abusers understand that and that's why they try to place you into that position. And such an important piece of self-empowerment is to deepen your connection and to deepen your ability to have a network of people that you can call on or to, and to find people in your life 
that are connected in that kind of way. Even if you feel disconnected, it only takes one, you know, real friend. Like you said, it only takes one person who really cares, who can be trusted, who can hold what you're sharing with them in confidence to help you to navigate your way out of that situation where so often there's this place of, of hopelessness and, and feeling like you're completely alone when you're facing something like that. And so this kind of stuff, you know, if you're someone who is in a situation like that, know that there's people out there who want to help. And if you're somebody who is lucky enough not to be in a situation or never to have been in a situation like that, you have the ability to be the kind of person that can have that impact on others and can be that safe place and can be the kind of person who shows up in a way that people can sense that you're trustworthy and sense not only that you're trustworthy, but that you're capable of helping them. Because there's a lot of people out there that would be willing to listen, but not many who know how to help. The best kind of people are those who not only are, are safe to, to listen to and can hold the space, but actually know how to help. Even if it's not that they have those skills, it's that they know how to connect to others who do. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this on the Network Marketing Leadership Show. How about that? <laughs> Tom Sheffield is going to be so happy because <laughs> our producer. So what this does every time is it goes up to AM radio and these little breaks that where we have the pause and we actually use the clock on time. This guy that pulls this all together for us, the incredible Tom Sheffield, says it costs you twice as much if you won't pay attention to the clock, Tom. But I never pay attention to the clock because I get so involved <laughs> with everybody talking. But we've done a good job today, haven't we? We really have. So what's going on, Mr. Contact Mapper? I, I just I'm so I'm so passionate about this this topic, yeah, and, and what you're bringing, and you know I, I think really if, if you're in a situation where you're facing something like this, or maybe there's somebody who, as you've been hearing Dr. Valerie share today, that you know or you sense or you know in your gut that there's probably something going on and you've kind of been telling yourself the story that that's none of my business. And I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to step into something. You don't have to accuse anybody of anything. You don't have to go in and, you know, step into something that's above your pay grade, so to speak, but call that person and just tell them you love them and ask enough questions to give them the space to share with you what's going on with them. If they, you know, help, help them to know that you're safe. And then, realize that you're powerful, that just by having connections, that you are powerful because you can be the conduit. You can be the sort of connective tissue to bring people who feel helpless and hopeless to people who can help them. And so often it's, it's a friend, it's a connection, it's, you, it's a, a person who puts their arm around you that gives you that last little burst of courage to get you over the hump, isn't it, Dr. Valerie? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I can't say enough about helping to build self-esteem into individuals because, as I say, they're stripped away from the inside out. And, you know, until you've be been in that situation, you won't know what that feels like, what that even looks like, because everybody from the outside looks okay. You hear about people committing suicide and you was like, wow, I, they look so successful. Wow, they look so happy. But anyone could be a chameleon when they're broken. Look at what happened with your four kids. 
seeing their mother escape, seeing their mom survive and fight for it and wanting a better life. Look at the life you gave them through your example. You, it, you know, you look back at all this horrific stuff that became a gift because you shot, you showed your kids that you got through anything and they can too. And here they are having great lives, right? Yes. You know, it was not easy, but no. as I said, you know, I, I didn't focus on how I was going to do anything. I just kept focusing on why I needed to do it because, you know, I felt I owed them that um, they were going through the domestic abuse with me. So when I wrote my book from the soul of a woman, love shouldn't hurt, you'll be able to find it on my website from the soul of a woman.com and get it digitally. Um, I tell my story in there and I didn't want to tell my story, but Les Brown said, People need to know sure. that you can go through a situation and come out. And, you know, we're always one person away from a breakthrough, whatever that looks like. We're one person away from a breakthrough. And he was my breakthrough because I didn't know anything about booking anybody. I just knew how to do what I did. I always knew how to generate money. Uh, Contactmapping.com. Go. And we're back. This is the Beyond Business Radio Show with Adrian and Tom Chanel. Because I was calling it Beyond Conversation earlier, and I just got busted by you know who my beautiful <laughs> wife was listening. The she says behind the office. Yeah, she thought I got us I thought we discussed this. I go, I can't remember five minutes ago. So yeah, Beyond <laughs> Business Radio Show. So here's the deal. This woman is unbelievable, and she just said Les Brown was her angel. That person she ran into that spoke into her to have her get out of the jackpot. And I hope that she's been that same angel for every one of you today, because that's the way I felt when I talked to her on the phone. I said, this woman is spectacular. She's got to be on the show, too. And here she is. I love her, don't you? Absolutely. Such a such a high impact person. And it's so your story of coming out of what you experienced and then having the impact and continuing to create the impact that you are, are doing now is, is remarkable. So what do you want to say to get these people out of here? The show's almost well, over. You. What do you want? Well, what's your, what's your big message? Well, my message to them is know that you are worth it. Your life matters. You are lovable and someone loves you. We will love you. And you know, a lot of people, when you're in situations, they say, how can you get in that? I wouldn't take that. Well, you can't see the picture when you're in the frame. Once yeah. you own your situation, own and see and know and acknowledge that you got into that situation, okay, that way nobody can throw it up in your face again. I wrote my second book, um, um, Forgiving Your Past to Free Your Future, because I, you know, I couldn't believe I was in that situation for 19 years. I could not believe it because I was just, you know, breathing every day and trying to make it to help my children. I had no idea it had been that long. And they were like, why? How could you do that? I wouldn't take that. Well, it's not you. Everybody has their limits, their time of enough. But you got to know that you're lovable, you're valuable. And I, my, I was valuable to my children. I knew I couldn't let them down. You say, why are they successful now? Because I worked hard to make up for what they had ex been exposed to. Because, you know, a lot of times 
children or products of their environment. And I did not want that to be their lot. So I worked hard to make sure that that didn't happen. And I, and I told them, I said, listen, we're for a rough road ahead, but I promise you, if you go to school, do your work, we will never have to live like this again. And I kept my word to them. I said, cause you know, they used to get into arguments and fights. You know how the kids be in the backseat of a car. They'd be like, stop touching me. Stop looking at me. I was like, I can't function like that. I need you to be good so that I can focus, so that I can go to work and make the money to get us out of this hole. And that's what I did. And then, you know, embrace a larger vision of yourself. Just what you see right now is not all there is. And God has value for you. He has need of you. And whatever you're going through right now, know that you are growing through it. Take it as a learning experience so that you can help somebody else. Because whatever you're going through is really not just about you. It's about what God wants to do through you. And that's how you're going to make your breakthrough. Because when you take your eyes up for yourself and see what's before you, you'll be able to go through a whole lot better. We love you. Tell us the name one more time. She sold 10,000 copies of this book and you can get it digitally on her website. What's the name of it? It's from the soul of a woman. Love shouldn't hurt. That was my first book from the soul of a woman that love shouldn't hurt. And then um, my, my, I have four books, but the last one, unlimited possibilities walking in purpose. You can get that digitally or the actual copy of that because after you go through a situation and you come through success, leave clues. So that's what I say. There's unlimited possibilities. After you've gone through the storm, there is unlimited possibility. You know, Tom and Adrian, when it's raining outside, it doesn't rain all the time. The sun does come out and shine. And when that sun shines, you're able to go out and go to the beach and you're able to go in your backyard and see the green grass and the flowers. That's what I want you to envision for yourself. Those of you that are going through a domestic violence situation, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Get up and get out, regardless of what that looks like. Get out of that situation because you do not deserve that. Nobody deserves to be mentally, physically, or emotionally abused. Boy, I love that. Really, really important. And I agree with you. And use, if you're in that space, use use the people around you. Use that door. Find the open door. Find the outstretched hand because they're there if you're looking for them. And so thank you for being one of those outstretched hands in a huge, huge way, Dr. Valerie. We so appreciate it. And it's been wonderful getting to know you today. Thank you so much. One of the no, things no. Les Brown says, in order to be successful, you must be willing to do the things today others won't do. In order to have the things tomorrow, others won't have. Amen. And that's called happiness in a great relationship. And it's possible for all of you. So next week, Steve Wallach. Yeah. So we're going back to our uh, CEOs that are legacy company people. And you're going to love this guy. He's been through it. COVID's taken its toll on everybody, him notwithstanding. And how they're dealing with the supply chain and getting products to the world is a, is a really, really, really big conversation. You're going to love him next week on the show. What's the name of the show going to be? <laughs> I think we're going to call it Beyond <laughs> Business. We're trying that one on. So yeah, I love let it. Let us know what you think. So thank you all so much. 
We will see you next week on the Network Marketing Leadership Show with Adrian Chenault, Tom Chenault, and Steve Wallach. Thank you, Dr. Parker Hagen. We'll see you later. Good Bye-bye. night. God bless. Thank you.